0: The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Destination, eat, drink.
2: I'm Brent Peterson. Each week on the podcast, we visit a different foodie city and explore the cuisine that makes that place special, whether it be custard tarts in Lisbon, mango beer in Mumbai, or lizard curry in Guatemala. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits podcast network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hanson, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys
0: have to say this week.
2: Oh, that did sound good. Thank you very much. Sounded man. like 2018 Adutet
1: Rosé. Eh? Uh yeah, sure. If you <laughs> say so, absolutely. I couldn't tell from that. But hey, everybody, so wait, welcome uh, to the winemakers. Yes, wait. Yes, no. Yes.
2: Well, we're on now. So <laughs> the, there, that's a cool there's, 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 a, this, There is no more Yeah. Uh, there is no
0: more. Uh, <laughs> for the two. God forbid we turn it off and start over. For the two hundred and first episode.
2: <laughs> Cheers, no, There's no champagne because Brian's not here. When Brian's here, we'll. we'll Properly celebrate, but a great uh, thing.
1: It's just you know, two hundred is a really big deal. Quite frankly,
2: well, you know, that's almost fifty a year for the last four years. Four years, yeah. Twenty May of twenty seventeen. That's that's a uh, right. you know, can't An think of much that year. I've done as consistent consistently of, as that over the last four <laughs> years. Uh, certainly not like. You know, go for a
0: bike ride, or right? <laughs> I mean, maybe I've drunk wine that often, or all right. Well, yeah, yeah we
2: consume wine at least once a week right. for the last four years. Right, yeah, I think we got at least, week, least a once a yeah, week.
1: absolutely. <laughs> so, well, another beautiful day in Sonoma, guys. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. It is, you know, it, this is. Um, I was reading something recently. I think this morning about our sort of like weather pattern or the weather we've had in California this summer and it's about to get hot again but mostly really hot in like northern northern California and in the Central Valley and and we're kind of like right on the edge of it right i mean it's in the you know 80s upper 80s today it's going to get into the mid 90s this week and before it sort of tapers off while it's going to be 107 in Sacramento and so we're like they, and that was the reporters that basically but that's the way it's supposed to be. If you're close to the coast, you haven't experienced this as a, as a hot summer, at all, right? Not at all. And and where we are, we it's been sort of a consistently warm, but not overbearingly hot summer. I think, although you know, my dad keeps saying it's a hot year. I think it was just that that early, hot,
0: right? There right? was like that May spike. I mean, in the past, we've talked about the fact of how our our fog pattern has changed. And I think there's no doubt that that is true, but I would say this summer it's been more of what I remember. I mean, we've had more of it coming back, you know, Brian, Brian, who's not here today on vacation out at Dylan's on, Beach. on assignment in a nice. fog bank. Yep. No, it wasn't in a fog bank, right. but it was hanging out there. Right. And that's awesome to see, you know, it should peel back to the coast and be warm for a, a couple hours and have it roll back in around four o'clock you know to come into Sonoma Valley while you're sleeping.
1: Well, there's always at least a 15-20 degree difference between here and the city.
0: That's right Chile was,
2: in California. There was a uh, San Francisco. Uh, one point like a weather map that was floating around Twitter of during one of our our recent heat waves, it was like everywhere in the state or the west coast was it was maybe it was during that like big one with you know, that included Portland and Seattle. And I was like, everywhere in the West coast is a hundred degrees. And the, you know, the little like sort of tip of the San Francisco, San Francisco peninsula was 62. Right. And, and it's just like, that's is a sign of, you know, the fog, you know, the fog is reaching us, but maybe it's not quite as often as a normal right. pattern. And maybe it's not sticking around for quite as long, but it is, you know, we're feeling it.
1: I wonder uh, on, on those days where the fog is here in the morning and then burns off. how, much cooler does it keep that day it's got to have some effect
0: you know i mean it's not blazing it i I think it's i think it's more a matter of it can still get to one of those high temperatures but it's a matter of how how many hours it's at that high temperature right you know at what point does it cool down when the fog doesn't come in it stays hot until the sun finally goes over the horizon and then there's not much relief but if the fog's moving in and the wind's blowing, um, it it can start to drop pretty quickly right. by six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Um, you know, when Terry used to commute to the city, she would always leave San Francisco at two o'clock, and she'd get on the Golden Break, Gate Bridge and she'd say, "It's 52 degrees here." To your point, Sam, and I would wherever I was, I would look at the cal- or look at the thermometer, and it would be anywhere from, you know. Thirty to forty degrees difference in in weather during this time of the year. Right. So, all right, Audit. Audetete. So what's Eight. up with the eighteen? This is the second vintage. This is this is the
2: first vintage of the rosé. Okay, first. Vintage. This is of what the we rose. released, sort of as the teaser. And you know, time doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, the f- spring of 2019, fall, you know, June of 2019, was sort of our like press. You know, we did a little press and industry tasting event here with with Combi in house, and right. um, you know, this was sort of the first time it had been seen by the public. Uh, and, you know that. So this is 2018. We're now what year is it? This 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 wine is almost as old as the podcast. Uh, <laughs> three years, not four years. I um, Feel like we've been talking about it the entire entirety of the podcast's existence. Um, but. You know, rosé that was always made with aging in mind, with, you know, not just the summer it's 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 released sort of sugar, um, which, you know, again, I don't have any problem with those, but nice to kind of look back and see that it is being what it was intended
1: to be. So from your point and then from Phil's point, how did the experiment go?
2: I mean, you guys took on a whole new concept here. Um, you know, I think what is being just you know sort of justified by the scores that it's getting and the response that people are having not only to the rosé but to the red wines is um, our intent was always to show grenache as a top tier northern California north coast v- variety that you know the grenaches that we make. From from Sonoma Valley, from Napa Valley, can and should you know be considered in the, the great wines of the region, and you know the, the top varieties of the region, whatever that means. But it you know means for red wine, you know Cabernet and Pinot Noir, right? Um, Grenache, when made with the intent and effort and and um, you know, sort of intensity that these wines are made with. And style, um, And too. style, yeah. well, that's that's the you know? style. I mean, the style is doing way more <laughs> to the chagrin of, of, you know, cellar masters and, you know, winemakers. Um, it's way more work than we'd ever put into making our own varieties than we ever have before. Um, but it's, it's clearly worth it. It's the type of, you know, effort that people put into making those Cabernets and Pinot Noirs that are, you know, the... Considered the top tier of the wines from this area, um, so you know again it's only there's only a couple hundred cases of it every time, but um, it certainly is is fulfilling that role, uh, uh, you know, in our thesis statement of of Sonoma Valley and Napa Valley being places where great Rhones uh, can well, be that's can the be idea made and grown.
0: So you know, on that kind of note, I recently opened a bottle of the Buckland Grenache that right. I picked up out at Sonoma's Best. Shout out to Todd Jolly. Um, FOP. Yeah, a friend of the pod, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and he only got a little bit, and I bought a couple bottles of it, opened one up, like, immediately. And, you know, totally beautiful wine, um, but has that Grenache-like, Thumbprint of the licorice, right. right? I mean, without a doubt, and it's something I know with my own Grenache from the Rossi Ranch. I've been there's been a flavor that I've been struggling with, and I think because I've been drinking so much Grenache lately, that it it also is showing, it's starting to really show that yeah. that um, uh, flavor. And 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 for someone who you know, I mean, so many of the Grenaches that we drink, they have something else in them, whether it's Mouvedra and Syrah typically. You know, there's right. not that many from right. Sonoma, certainly, that are 100% Grenache. And it's it's really fun to to see that um, that flavor profile kind of start to really show itself.
2: I, I wonder uh, if there, you know, over 200 and now one episodes, um how many times we've mentioned the word Grenache or the variety <laughs> Grenache in relation to, like, every other variety. I'm sure uh, it's up there, man. I mean, uh, you it's know. It's got to be five to one. <laughs> the, the Welcome to episode 201 of the Grenache Makers. Well, and it all uh, goes, all goes <laughs> back
1: to Sondra Bernstein. Right. You know, I mean, that's why it's happening so, so well. Um, it's really nice, however, not to talk about are we getting tainted grapes with smoke or what, you know, it's, it seems uh, like yet. things <laughs> are hard. Anyway, so moving right along. <laughs> it just seems like it's, uh, what I'm seeing is a beautiful field out there. I mean, everything looks good. There's some harvest going on, some ultra early, but we, I've we seen we it come our, we in. We picked
2: Enterprise, we meaning Enterprise Vineyards, picked our first grapes this morning. See, and what was go. that? Uh, Chardonnay from Moon Mountain Vineyard, Reprise. Um for a sparkling wine program, and I don't know exactly where it's heading and I'm probably saying things that you know the marketing team and business team at <laughs> was trying to embargo and keep us a closely right. guarded trade secret. Right. So uh, intellectual don't property. don't don't tell them it was me who told you. Um, <laughs> but I, some you know some Vin Clare that they're making right. that I imagine will be sent to you know one of the champ you know sparkling wine specialty custom crush places.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean, without a doubt, we're seeing that, you know, uh, Contra Costa County is starting to pick, you know, Bedrock's picking for a bunch of their clients right. and friends. Um, I saw Dan Petroski um, is picking a ton of, a, a, ton, a bunch of Sonia and Blanc. Um, and I think what he's picking right now is that Child's Valley, the, you mm. know, upper part of, or Pope right. Valley.
2: Where um, where it has been 107 all summer.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, for sure, understanding why that's getting going. Um, uh La Prenda is the first here in Sonoma Valley that um, I think they picked yesterday morning. I'm and I don't know what for, some sort of sparkling project though, I'm sure. Um, you know. Well, I, I imagine the San Giacomo's and Gloria
2: and those those types of places out there in Carneros will be very close. Real close on the yeah. coming as we speak probably. Right. Um, right. Or yeah. as this is certainly coming. As this live. is as this is being released. Really?
1: Is of this as our, early our, our, as possible? I mean, is this as early as
2: you've seen?
0: I mean, sparkling always throws it off, right? I mean, yeah. when oh, yeah. when the Hunter Vineyard was for sparkling, they were always
2: <laughs> when the Hunter Vineyard existed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I guess theoretically the vineyard still exists, but right. <laughs> kind of. But but yeah, what is it? Um, but nobody's home. Yeah. Um, uh, but but that would always be very early yeah. August. I mean, it, they would typically always be harvesting before Gloria. Um, Interesting. So. May, that makes sense. Because they were right. making that spot. The, and
2: to sort of fill in, the Hunter Vineyard is basically, a, since we mentioned the Bedrock Crew, uh, is basically across Sonoma Creek from the Bedrock Vineyard, kind of in the heart of Sonoma Valley. It had been, was previously known as Robert Hunter Winery, and it was primarily sparkling wine. Did they do still Pinot Noir Chardonnay Hunter also? Winery? I don't yeah, not, no relation. Thank you. I was to, going, I was um, going to Thunder. To, to Thunder, Thunder, Rider. Thunder and... Uh, By the way, which
1: is really a uh, great tune on uh, YouTube right now. Uh, yeah, Billy with Billy Strings. With
2: Billy Strings and... Um, and Billy Kreitzman. At Billy Kreitzman that we're talking about. A uh, uh, brand new uh, uh, Robert Hunter lyric, penned lyric um that he'd written that, that Kreitzman Billy Kreitzman had possession of somehow and um, gave it to Billy Strings to write the music it's for. It's a her. great dude, and, and they've been uh, they've been rolling it out. Billy's Billy Strings is touring all over and you know it's popping up on set lists every three four nights. Um, cool. Yeah, it's it's good song, um, but no, no, no relation to. Uh, oh, I had to ask the writer of of Ripple and <laughs> Truckin' and uh, Thunder and many many other songs, uh, Dark Star. Um, shall we go now? You and I while we can. Um, uh,
0: so, so yes, it was really so th- it was, it was, it was Chardonnay and, and they Cab. They made still wine also. They made Cab. Oh, I don't know Cab. if they had Pinot right. or not, but they definitely had Cab there. I'm wondering. I, well, maybe it was shard Pinot and Cabernet. It then.
2: might have been Pinot I mean, I I know it was, whatever it was. Um, we pulled it all out with well, the intent of repl- got, with the intent right. of replanting, uh, and then the project got scuttled. And I guess the people who bought it are going leaning horses, not grapevines. Uh, so it'll be interesting. There is 1960s planted Cabernet right there on the road. Right. Um that it seems like somebody's still farming so I don't know what's going to happen with all of that but um yeah sparkling wine sparkling wine harvest is is underway um nothing else really close as far as we're looking at, you know what the first thing we'll probably be doing is uh, our sort of green drop pass for rosé our sonoma valley rosé um and that's probably a couple of weeks off still at the you know I was looking at um, the Welsh vineyard the, the Bill Welch the electrician and uh, family behind the new sausage emporium on the plaza um, and that's like 60% for Asian, maybe you know when we hit 75 or 80 we'll want to go out and do the green drop and kind of the first green pass before we do the rosé pass um, and drop what's not going to turn purple but um, are you dropping that much more this year cuz the water
1: Lack, of you know, water. It, I
2: don't think I think mm. we're probably dropping less this year because of the, of, the drought. Just to
1: take more home,
2: I thought. No, just because there's there's not there's doing well with there's less the fruit. It's a light crop in general. Yeah, um, and that's interesting. After several years that were just killer, just yeah, giant. You know, awesome. when you think about uh, eighteen and nineteen, which are the two biggest, you know, consecutively eighteen nineteen uh, largest harvests in the history of California, um. It were big rain years. Um, you know, think about that storm at the end, you know, March of uh, September, you know, February, March of of, March. of 19 that, um, you know, those were those were big rain years. Yeah. So, you know, even if it wasn't, you know, the sort of historical drought that we're in right now, um, you know, you kind of could expect this to be a lighter harvest. Um, You know, sort of just the cycles and ebbs and flows. Um, But one of the things that I'm seeing out there, and I know Bart, we've talked about this a bunch, is um, just like drought berries. They're just every every variety, the berry looks smaller than you'd expect, and you know the the Grenache looks like Pinot, although not little, but you know that size berry. Zinfandel has tiny berries. The
0: Cab is like BBs. Yeah, and, and and all those vines that are in, you know, especially stuff that doesn't hasn't been irrigated or it's just in places where it just doesn't hold, where it doesn't hold water. You know, you can visibly see those areas in the vineyard struggling. Right. Um, you know, and and maybe that's you know places that are already having issues and it's just showing itself more, or it's just purely the weather. But yeah, it's definitely as that. I'm
1: looking on the Sonoma wine sonoma county wine growers site they do have a uh water conservation strategies for drier season webinar. so it's <laughs> like yeah okay it is a dry season this is the worst that you've ever seen how about phil has there ever been anything like this since he's been growing
0: i don't i i mean crazy that shit. that the the drought of the late 70s um Lake Mendocino is way lower yeah. th- now than it was then. And that was the worst on record at the time. Um, you know, I, I think this is without a doubt the, the worst. How do you, know? you
1: tell how much water you, you, you are using and or saving at home during this whole thing?
0: Uh, I, mean, I, I, I limit how long Dane takes a shower for. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, honestly.
1: Turn the hot water off. <laughs> we're just not <laughs> flushing the toilet as much. I mean, that's it. If it's yellow, let it melt. I go to into our to governor, in,
2: right? Just pee in the backyard. That's right? it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, mean, but I mean, uh, um,
1: we're, look, we're using 24% less energy, but that's from PG&E than last year i just can't tell on my water yet
2: how are, how are you using less energy turning mean, it seems f- like
1: fans off fans off, and, and and AC up. F- following john around the house turning shit off <laughs> <laughs> honestly you know it just comes down to that and water i mean everything we have upstairs the tomatoes and all the herbs and stuff like that on the deck comes from shower water everything downstairs is you know i mean if, if it's you're need hot water to clean things and do it properly and so if you need it then you you run it but you got to use that water
2: right I, I use that to fill up the dog water waiting for the sink water to turn to get hot
1: right. that and and everything we can possibly do to you know water our, our plants that's it man uh, i i'm losing rhododendrons right now i mean they're dying that's yeah. it i, I can't. mean
0: we're we're real fortunate because most of our landscaping is either California native stuff or all the all the cactuses and and succulents we've put in so um, and I've finally convinced Terry that they don't need any water Um, so she stopped watering those (laughs) Um, you know and, and that and just you know just not letting water run like you say using it right. you know brushing your teeth turning it off i mean all, all those You just things, have to right? then. yeah you have to you know because it's going to turn
1: around we're not going to have water for the toilet they're going to be filling it up to flush it and that's it's a pain in the ass really
0: well you know i'm I, not sure um, what hell
1: some of these towns are doing yeah.
0: i i have a friend who works for a very large um winery and um He's he takes care of he's responsible of certain vineyards for that company and there's another person's responsible for other ones and and he filled all of his ponds very early on his irrigation frost ponds very on before they turned off everything and he kind of got chastised about it from somebody else in the organization, but that guy didn't order anything, and now he's having to truck water, truck water in, in yeah. and paying for it, you know, on the other one, and then now he's the one with his shorts down. So right. um, I think as far as farming, you had to be very, very organized and and thoughtful.
2: Definitely uh, no way better to blow up your, harvest, your farming budget um, than paying to truck in water. I mean, oh there's God. nothing that's like... You well, and you see it happening. Um, What's the, the Griffin's Lair Vineyard? There was just an article that right. you know, basically they had the choice between trucking in water and just dropping the dropping the fruit because it's never gonna get ripe with no water, and you're gonna you know r- at risk um, damaging the vineyard long term by trying to pushing it through to a harvest. So they they cut all their contracts and dropped all the fruit and hope they can get water next year. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I don't think there's going to be Shannon Blanc from Buddha's Dharma Vineyard this year. Uh, you know, well that's a the, pure
2: dry farm vineyard anyway. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you know not not really farmed in a way that it would survive well without you know water. Um, so uh, I I think they're going to have to drop fruit or else. At least I won't be getting any because there's so little out there that might get ripe. So right. Um, well, you know, I mean
2: I don't know really the mechanics of this. Is it when you think about? Uh, you know, if you're dropping fruit right now, if you're dropping fruit in a drought, you're doing it because, you you know, you want the vineyard, the vines to be able to store some carbohydrates and be able to grow next year. Um, it's probably too late.
0: I, I Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean they're
2: probably, you know, they're probably
0: pushing 17, 18
2: bricks. No, sorry.
0: i not. You know, when I was up there, I was up there, what, two weeks ago yeah, and they weren't pushing 17, 18 bricks. Nothing. No. So, I mean, you know, that's two weeks. Right. But I, you know, so. Uh,
2: you know, and they probably have some stunted canopies. They probably might not even get
0: anywhere near well, that, that. and that's just it. I mean, right. the, you know, the canopies are 12 inches long. There's right. just, there's nothing out there to support it to. Nothing there. You no. know. Um, so, well, so I, 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 it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting. You know, um, I, I know at the winery, you um, You know we've seen our water bill go up because we're paying more for water we're paying more to process wastewater um our new sharer of the building jamie cutch just bought a a steamer and um you know for steaming barrels and stuff and um here he was talking about how he was going to swell up his wood tanks and I said, well, get that steamer and use that because it'll use a lot less water. And sure enough, it, it came in and he used it and it did. It, I mean, it, it tightened those things up instantly. So, um, you know, going back to the days when but I 1st first... probably more effective in general than using, just filling them with water yeah. good with the hot steam. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, when I first moved in there, um, Cindy and Steve both would, you know, regularly fill their barrels full of water and... Um, uh, to soak them up, right. you know, and not fill a barrel and transfer it to another barrel, but just fill barrels, you know, and um, <laughs> that adds up really quickly. Yeah,
2: 60 gallons a barrel. Yeah. You can yeah use a lot of
0: water really quickly. You sure can. Yeah. And, and for nothing, right? For nothing. So, um,
1: 9,000 gallons and roughly $375 for delivery, and now 600 for the water. Um, so for a truckload of water, it's... Eight it's a thousand dollars. Almost, yeah. yeah. I wonder what a, a field takes. I mean, there's no average. Vineyard, well, if you figure,
2: you know. uh, no, you know, there is. Um, if you're drip irrigating, you're probably using gallon an hour emitters, and you probably have two emitters per vine. So, if you have uh, two, you know, fifteen, just say, just fifteen hundred vines per acre, which is medium density these days. Uh, 1,500, 3,000 emitters at a gallon an hour uh, and you want to water for you don't want to water for an hour, you want to water for 24 hours. I mean if you're going do an irrig- if you're going to drip irrigate, go for it, do 12 hours at least you know make sure it gets really deep. Uh, that's the only point that's the only point of doing it. So you know a single watering per acre. Totally, have lost. My head. Well, <laughs> Say it's a 10-hour watering, 3,000 meters per hour. Um, you're talking 30,000 gallons. Is that right? Can that be 30,000 gallons per acre? That seems out of
0: control. That seems that seems off.
2: Somebody who's better at math out there who's listening to this, well, tweet tweet at us or message us on Instagram and <laughs> tell us how bad my math is. Think of you
1: know. flood irrigation and what that would take. Because
2: that's, you just open the spicket, man. I drove, this weekend, I drove from Kirkwood to Sonoma, uh, basically Highway 88 to Highway 12, and driving through that, you know, East Lodi, and then through, like, the Delta Highway 12, it's amazing how much, not not grapevines so much, but how much flood irrigation, and then just, like, sprinklers running under, you know, fruit and nut trees, especially like walnut trees and almond trees. Um, You know, just the whole place under the entire... The entirety of the orchard looks like a lawn.
0: Yeah, the tree Uh, crops by far use a lot more water. Right. I mean, across the board, and, you know... um, A gallon per almond or something crazy like that. I I noticed something last night on Facebook that someone had posted something complaining about all the water that was in the gutter, running down the gutter... um, in uh what well, in estates um over the weekend Whoops. and you know
2: it's a got... well landscaped <laughs> green space right
0: you know and i and i it know is... i know as i see our small lawn in the back that was dying before and is even dying more you know mm-hmm. you kind of think about that and um yeah you... <laughs> people are
1: being turned in for watering and yeah. excessive use you see it yeah. i mean i see no reason that an apartment complex on spain should be spraying when it's 94 and it's middle of the afternoon, and they're spraying. It's right. ridiculous.
0: But you know, this is a this this is a. That's all is helpful, and it's helpful to us here locally, right? But you know, drive through Palm Springs and right. and drive through Arizona, and look at those golf courses, and look at the water running down, and the evaporation from the ponds Not and the anymore. fountains.
1: I um, mean, really, are they still doing it? Oh,
0: absolutely! Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. You know.
1: But we don't have any now. It's not a matter of cost. It's just that
2: towns are
0: out. It's it's it will yeah. It's all gonna something's it, All gonna money, even happen. if you
2: reduce your water usage by twenty percent, if you're using that much water, it's you know you're still using yeah. a lot of water, right? That's right. Um, I I. I Finally broke down and washed my car for the first time in like a year and a half, and you know what? When I keep I keep walking past it in the parking lot because I don't recognize it. I'm like that can't be my car; it's too clean. I well, remember. I mean, did you
0: wash it yourself, or did you go to the car wash? I was at the car wash. Yeah, because you go to the car wash because they recycle the water, and yes. you can do it with a clean mm. conscience. You know, oh. do it on your law, lo- do it in your front yard. No, but Sam, you can't never,
1: you can't right climate change messages on your your window
2: anymore. (laughs) Now when the ash fall comes uh, people can't say oh his car was just dirty to start with. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) So how is uh, how is everything looking despite all this? I mean Phil going
2: nuts? You know look if if we can make it to harvest without worrying about you know the four letter word that starts with an F um, and the And the five-letter word that starts with an S um, will be really happy. It's, you know, despite the challenges and despite, you know, what's probably going to be a lighter crop, you can walk out there and, you know, I'm sure that you're feeling this part. You walk out there and you see those tiny, tiny berries in Grenache and you're like, fuck yeah. Bring that in. You know, it's, if we can make it um, so it tastes good. Um, it's going to have amazing flavors. Good. Um, That's the idea. Those little tiny berries? Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks really good out there. And, you know, uh, the nice thing about there not being a huge crop is that you're not in there looking at the farming thinking, you know, I wish they would have not left so much fruit out there. There's too many shoot positions, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of self-regulated itself this year. You know, I, I was out at Rossi and of course everything's perfect and it's all in dappled sunlight. You don't you don't have to say I'm, just I, I'm I sitting
2: mean, here you don't have to It has nothing to do hoping. with you. I'm
0: just I wanna make sure my contract is safe, you know, and, and stuff. But no, but it but it does. It looks fabulous. And then you see Verasion happening and you go this is where I was going with this and you go man it's really moving along but then you look and you go oh no that's there's 12 bunches on that vine and it's only one of the 12 the other ones are still completely green yeah. and then you it gives you time to like to appreciate that it's 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 just moving along at a nice speed yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have the sense that we're rushing to harvest this year that some people have, and and I and yeah. again, I don't know what Pinot and Chard is looking like. I don't know what you know, uh, Dry Creek Sauvignon Blanc. Maybe they're all pushing along and people are really getting there, but I don't get that that sense here.
2: You know, it's entirely unscientific, but um, driving past a bunch of vineyards in the last few days that I know are you know Pinot Noir regions. Not knowing much about the vineyards or who's farming them or what the vineyards called or what really is planted out there, a lot of places you know Petaluma Gap, where Pinot's maybe sixty percent variation. So, you know, if you're real, if you're you know old timey, kind of um, you know uh, conventional wisdom puts it six weeks... You know, if you hit 50%, you're six weeks to harvest. Farmer's uh, almond access. Farmer's, yeah. Farmers almond... Oh, the old-timers. Uh, you know, maybe it's more stylistically dependent, kind of eight weeks, but um, even then, you know, say it's six weeks, Pinot Noir in, for red wine from Petaluma Gap. You're talking the end of September, right? Um, Easy. So... Yeah. And... You know, I've said this Which a isn't thousand isn't that times. far off. It's, it's right? not that far. There was this, this meme that's going around that's like a jogger, you know, it says me still trying to process 2020, and then a, somebody running up behind him that says 2022 is in four months. You know?
0: right. It's like, all right, right. thank you. Well, uh, you know, at the end of the Olympics, when they were talking about the fact that the Winter Olympics are coming up in just a few months. Right. That's crazy. It is crazy.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, are you seeing inflation, like?
1: in the grape prices yet um like we are (laughs) on (laughs) gas and all of that i'd like to
0: talk about that stuff on the podcast well on the the other hand i think
1: it's the places that we're seeing you know i'm not making a big deal out of it i know uh, know, i'm
2: just teasing it hasn't hit great prices yet because for the most part grape price contracts were locked in three six months ago um I think the place that every winery, every wine producer is feeling it is on the supply chain side. Um, You know, bottles, corks, glass. Yeah. Uh, If you used foils, I'm sure those are up. Um, Shipping costs are, you know, shipping costs are insane right now. In fact, um, (laughs) plug out there, this probably goes for Bart too. If you wanted to buy wine right now from one of us, hint, hint, buy a case. Um, If you buy a case, literally. ground shipping charges that i was like I was shipping out a case recently um it was like 30 dollars 40 dollars more to overnight it i don't know whatever like ups algorithm we're stuck in but that's what it was like 40 dollars more for overnight than for just straight ground shipping right. which isn't to say that like overnight is prices have fallen it's a ground shipping prices are through the roof right
1: um so you know gas has got to go so, back down
2: order a case order, it,
1: wait, <laughs> no, order, order now order a it case now?
2: from sixteen six hundred. order a case from you know of, of brian's russon order a case of uh what well, you got the contango you got the rossi we, we you got, got the rosé yeah, we got them all uh, and and overnight it because might as well
1: <laughs> it's just i'm tired of what's going on i really have to admit um,
0: well, you know, we I, I talked over the enough. weekend. We were at a swim meet over the weekend, and one of the other parents is a, a contractor, um, and we were talking about of all these things, and he said, "Well, that they're starting to see prices go down on um, on lumber yeah, and stuff." Yeah, he said, yeah. "You know, the piece of plywood that was $130 up. is only $60 now, and seems to be going down." So, I mean, that's good. That was the um, very first thing out of the box also
1: and when it hit it was big news and it was like the new houses are going crazy for price because you can't get wood um and it was they they started to blame it on the pandemic and they kind of pulled out they didn't think anybody was going to be using wood and it was the exact opposite. I mean, it was
2: some, some like highly paid consultants in the yeah, really lumber milling industry really fucked that one up, M- right? McKenzie I mean, or somebody like that. Yeah. Somebody, you know, some, some consultancy agency who ran some model that, you know, the, the pandemic was going to, you know, shut that stuff down. And they said, okay, well, we can also save money and make life easier and, <laughs> yeah. you know, run less and have less employees be, you know, deal less deal, with you know, COVID stuff. And then, you know, demand went exactly the opposite, right? Totally. But then there was, you know, and then there's all these, like... The big thing, especially with the glass stuff, is all part of the same sort of, like, shipping logistics issues where all of the containers and all of the ships were in the wrong places and, you know, stuff was taking longer and more expensive to move and, you know, there's all these delays and delays, you know... Delays just cost money, right? Yeah. Time and money, Um Lots of
1: products sitting on boats everywhere. Yeah. Can't get it. And uh, Well, I'm hoping that gas comes back down. My car just sucks on mileage. That's it. I get 22.
2: When you do a lot of, like, in-town.
1: Yeah, but even, I mean, where do I drive? I drive to Napa. I drive to Santa Rosa. That's it. And on the highway. So 22. But that, that means every time I go over and back to Napa, it's... Easy 10 bucks, and it's about to break through. That I've never seen it higher than five bucks, and it is five bucks right now, and that's for you know, the premium. The, I the, guess the,
2: the thing that pisses me off most about that, <laughs> if we're gonna rant on come gun on, gas prices, c- c- come on, Sam, is <laughs> when you get towards five dollars a gallon, you will you are at like the true cost of burning gasoline. on on the world, on society, on our, you know, for our taxpayers, you're probably getting closer to what's, like, the real cost. Problem is, instead of those costs going to mitigate burning gasoline, uh, when gas is $5 a gallon, you know, we haven't, have we seen anybody seen, like, Royal Dutch Shell (laughs) profits, the profit lately? I mean, I'm sure all these oil companies are just raking Raking it it in. They're raking it in. They're delivering less product and they're charging Mm -hmm. more for it, which is, you know. The, the exact model they want. The exact model that they, they want. Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. They've been working for years for this
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's all, I'm I'm just not trying to be negative. It's just reality and it's scaring everybody. Yeah.
2: Really well, is. It's it's you know, it's clearly still
0: scary times, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean uh, yeah. All, all all the things that are going on in the world right now or in the United States. They're not necessarily in a positive, right? I mean, numbers are going up, and right. people are getting defensive and dis- divisive again. And, you know, I mean, everybody needs to take a breath. And Over
2: and
1: masks.
0: Get a, get Over a, a mask. Get and, and a and, a and yeah. wear your mask. Right.
1: It's yeah. really easy. It's, and I think everybody who listens probably agrees. I mean, I'm not sure we have I mean, if of...
2: they've listened to this far... Yes. <laughs> they haven't figured it out yet. Um, keep listening. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're, it's... And it's the thing about it, like, you know, the divisive and then the, this whole thing. Um, for a small business owner, um, it's just like the risks are too high of not of not getting vaccinated, of not sort of like dealing with this head on. Um, You know, we're back in a place where we're wearing masks indoors. I'm watching, you know, appointments that we've had on the board for a few months that are a few months out, start to get canceled. Um, You know, it's, it's this thing where, you know, the reason we didn't have an episode two weeks ago um, was because we had a COVID scare at our Stanley mouse party. Um, you know, a guest came. It was a great party, too. It was a great party. <laughs> and, and every, you know, good vibes, smiles on people's faces, which means that, you know, that for the most part they weren't wearing masks, which maybe in retrospect was a mistake. Um, at I sat sort of like in like, this for... exact spot <laughs> the
1: entire afternoon.
2: Right, and which is which was a, clearly a totally safe spot, and also, vaccines work, right? I mean, this was somebody who came in, who was vaccinated, who the next day felt sick. Went and got a test. Tested positive. Told us. We told, uh, you know, obviously everybody who worked here and all of our families went and got tested. We told Stanley and his family, and I called every every guest who had been at the party. At least one one person in every household that had been at the party and told them what was up. Um, and you know, for me, like, you know, as a, you gotta just kind of like take that hat on, and I, I'm happy to have done that like that, but. Um, it was definitely like a moment where I was thinking about sort of like the risk as a small business owner and it's not about like the politics left or right but I, you know I can't have my employees or my guests or the talent at my events you know Stanley Mass who's an 80 year old liver transplant recipient yeah. um, you don't want to get Stanley you don't want to get these people exposed right. like what is the just moral and you know economic liability right um What I can say, and this is sort of to wrap this up, is, uh, you know, we were around somebody who was COVID positive, a vaccinated breakthrough, the whole like, you know, one in a thousand kind of experience Um, for 45 minutes. You know, Jasmine was in the same room as this person for a long time and everybody tested negative. All of our family members tested negative because... This shit works, right? The the vaccine works. It's like, so go get it so we can stop talking about it.
1: We can uh, make wine. And that was my next question. What are you looking forward to making most this year, this harvest? I'm sure you're going to have some fun with this. And you too, Bart. Uh,
2: Well, you know, just even though um, Isabel has returned to Costa Nimes and, and taking over eventually the family, you know, winery and property. Uh, we are continuing on the Adutet project. Um, you know, with now two winemakers who are on the other side of the planet, uh, and basically me and a team of as many smart people as I can get around me um, making these wines. <laughs> but you're you're on the short list. <laughs> um,
0: I figure, if nothing else, you'll you know. At least let me listen.
2: Now You know, the the <laughs> thing about it really is, um, you know, Isabel has been trained basically the entirety of her life to be tasting for the things that, that Philippe, Philippe want. wants <laughs> us tasting for. And now, you know, it'll be me and whoever else is in the winery at the time, probably, you know, primarily Jack Sporer over at Magnolia, um, tasting for those things... Uh, at eight in the morning while facetiming with Isabel, you know, five in the afternoon her time, um, and us sort of like in our way, trying to describe what it's tasting like in her. Will you, you try to interpret to her? that? Is that possible? It, it's with the samples during fermentation, you know, especially with with the um with the red wines as we're doing these like cold soaks and. And these like delastage during fermentation, and that's all about like how often you do that and when you do that, is is about how it tastes, um, the lag time between what it would take to get samples there and when we need to act on right. yeah. those doesn't conditions. It just doesn't. We, it just, there's too. It's too slow of a process. It's we have to taste, and it could be like tasting it in the morning and and you know, pressing it in the afternoon or whatever, you know, so we can't really send samples. What's um, the absolute
1: fastest you could get something to her? Is there an overnight to a, the
2: south of France? Um, technically, yes. But you know, you send it DHL, which until, you know, until a couple of years ago, my only knowledge of DHL were like the commercials with the flying vans, right? from <laughs> The 90s or whenever that was. Oh, they're uh, back in Europe, man. That you was where you send run. it VH, via DHL, and so you can overnight it, but there's only certain sort of like windows for when overnighting it actually works for it to get there on time. And, and so if you have the samples together on a say a Wednesday afternoon and you schedule a pickup for Thursday, it's not getting there until Monday. Uh, basically if you need to like schedule Monday for it to get there, Wednesday is about the fastest that I've and,
0: been able to and, pull And, and off. Sam's right. I mean, these are decisions that, you know, a, a lot of times that's exactly what happens is it needs to be pressed today. Right. And you know, it's all subjective and it's all, you know, one person's decision and their, and their, um, focus and what their goal is. But, um, someone's got to be in charge. Uh, so someone's got to make those calls Right. and, and it's, and it's not practical to, you know, to do that. I mean, I've, I've, we've had to, we've had to be prepared to press, you know, until somebody gets back from checking a vineyard, um, and it's it is just the way it is, and then you do it when they want it done. So yeah,
2: I mean you know when it comes to the rosé, it's really like uh, we're tasting it every twenty minutes, right. between the, the you know the the crush, and the press, um that like you know three well, hours of that two and a half to three and a half hours of of skin contact cold soak, um that makes it you know f- that is the magic, the whole like first three hours of that one you know the adulte rosé's life is is the most important, um, there's no way, even with the best DHL account and customer service rep, that we could ever get it there in you know, three you hours. You can't even get to the city in that yeah, exactly. time. <laughs> exactly.
0: And our, and our next guest, they make rosé, so we'll have to see what their thoughts are. That's, that's great. On... <laughs> Would that be Birdhouse? Birdhorse. Horse. Horse. Birdhorse. No, Bird there horse. you go. Well, you know what? Birdhouse is a, a birdhouse. skateboard company? Uh, we're getting a thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so we're definitely bird horse. Yes. bird horse. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, next just week. week. Just built a bird house this morning. <laughs> you built right. a bird house I this did. morning? I did. I was
1: finishing it. So
2: We, you know, the bird houses, the bluebird houses, we try and get them out. The goal is mid-February because that's when they start nesting.
1: Uh, this was an old project I found and finished. I'll just say that. <laughs> you
0: know, so
2: Anyway. All okay.
1: So, Bart, what are you looking forward to this year?
0: Uh, well, it looks like I'm going to be getting some Blanc from Green Valley uh, for the first time, so I'm excited to see that vineyard for the first time. Shout out Solano County. Sh- sh- yep. Shout out to um, Las Haras, Mr. Joel Burt, uh, for for making that connection. Um, so we're going to go he out. He was and driving see around the steak
2: bed today, so clearly he's starting to work too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, you know, that truck, that's you know pretty fancy for... I know. I mean, he may not be able to be on the podcast anymore. That truck's so fancy. <laughs> his truck's too nice. Got, it's got his name on the side <laughs> of it. I mean, come on. Way
2: too legit for us.
0: Um, just joking there, Joel. Um, so I'm excited about that. And really Natalie, who listens to the show before <laughs> <Right>? he does. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to just getting Harvest started. I, you know, it's always going to be interesting to see what, um, what it's like with, you know, a new winemaker in the building and um and seeing what he's up to and how he does things and us all just working together uh looks yeah. like cynthia Costco's having a
1: good time down in on yeah, treasure island doing well, seems yeah. like
0: yeah it. you know your old um, uh, roommate there yeah um what else am i looking forward to you know i i think that's about it i'm just looking forward to a a normal year you know and um hopefully a normal year. The can, we, can we knock on wood on the podcast? Yeah, does that I mess up so. the recording? Yeah, it yeah. does.
1: Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Exactly what
2: we want, man. So. All right. Well. Perfect. Well, I, th- I think um, we probably should thank the people who are actually responsible for us being able to make it to 201 episodes, which is. Everybody. Uh, all the people who, you know, first of all, all the guests that we've had over the course of those 200 episodes, uh,
0: well, we started with guests about episode 30 or something, right? No, actually, episodes uh, episodes started pretty quickly with guests. With guests, okay. Yeah, you know, some of the first were Jeff Cohn and Steve Law. Kyle Heristy? Um, Kyle Kyle yeah. Harris. What <laughs> were we thinking? I don't know. We, we clearly have slightly, just only slightly, barely raised our standards <laughs> right, since then. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's quite a list. Yeah. It's quite a list. And and the list of people that I have reached out to and asked to be on the podcast and have never quite gotten around to following up enough to actually get them. Like, they want to be on, but we haven't been able to get there. That's, was, that's the biggest list yeah, there is. The
2: list of people who said no is long and
0: distinguished. Right, right. <laughs> We'll get them We'll get them and Nobody actually says no Nobody says no They go, oh, haha, that'd be cool Yeah <laughs> Actually, no I take that back There there has been a couple of people that said no Really? Yeah, yeah
1: Just right. they don't do podcasts Or they don't like the winemakers uh, I, No, I think they're just
0: they. I, I don't know I don't know There's been a couple of, like I thought for sure People that would jump at it And they're like Yeah So That's okay well, We're we're We're, we're not going to We're, not gonna burn yeah. them we're the so intimidating Right yeah.
2: Um, but no, uh, and you know, throw Ed in there in that list of thank yous. Uh, of course, throw Ed the in pod there, father. the Podfather, the Podfather, uh, all, hail.
1: He's supposed to be coming out here mid-October. All right, Well, s- for I'll believe uh, it when I see it. For uh, Jeff Pearson and box sets. Oh, thirtieth right. anniversary party. I think at, I think am uh, sponsoring Freighton's that somehow. Salvage, yeah, and, I was told. Uh, um,
2: but well, really, hopefully, two hundred episodes and two hundred thousand plus downloads is uh, there's only one. Not too shabby. It's the listeners that need the most. Gratitude for yeah. sticking with us for and all these early episodes. early on, and... I, I think
1: the first one I knew was Dan Bixby,
2: <laughs> and then Roger. But yeah.
1: Bix was like the first one who poked his head up there. You, on the thing about it now, I mean,
2: we have this like core of people that we know. The thing that like blows my mind is when I run into somebody who I you know maybe barely know or have know a long time, and they tell me that they've been listening to it forever, and I had you know have no idea. Like they didn't tell you. You don't know. You don't see that. You know, like that sort of instant feedback on who it is. So it's uh,
0: it always blows my mind. So thanks to all of those. It's, it's certainly all, all nice of you, to see all of do you that. listeners. I'll tell we you. Promise though. to do better. Maybe. Right, right. Well, so two notes on that. Um, I recently talked to someone who thanked us for ha- leaving all those early episodes on because they've been learning so much from them. And I said, really, I <laughs> mean, really, <laughs> those early episodes, those are kind of scary. Overserved. Um, uh, but, but the other thing that's crazy is when, um, you'll call somebody or I'll run into somebody and they'll go, Oh, I, I'm listening to you on my headphones right now. <laughs> and that's a little terrifying. Totally hey, terrifying. That's
1: why we, we try not to do two and I don't drink much on the show. <laughs> we um,
2: learned. Or, we've, we've I gotten, learned, man. Yeah, but we've gotten, you know. No. so much co- almost kind of better. Right.
0: I mean, we're not like Chris Cattrall or anything like, you know. <laughs> no, you can't open the wine
1: there. Right. Um, I
2: did tell you. Oh, so he's somebody who's on the list of upcoming episodes as long as we uh, agree to his stipulations, which is any wine that we're going to talk about, we taste before we, and before we start recording and then don't taste while we're, li- while we're actually recording. So we'll see how good we are at following the rules. His right. rules are ours. Any of We follow any, we follow any rules. Yeah. I didn't. I did. There was no qualifying <laughs> to that today.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you episode 202. Peace.